The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Welcome back to the state of the Xbox Empire in a new year, a new decade, and a new console on the horizon. Joining me again this month is none other than Mr. Donnie Reese. Donnie, how are you? Greetings, Kooblings. What's going on, Nate? How you doing, man? I know I'm doing okay. It's uh, It's been a busy start to the year so far for me, but uh, I'm glad to be able to take a couple minutes out of my day and chat with you fine gentlemen, including... Mr. Coach Mo, welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Coach Mo lives. He's still with us. I know. If I do one more show, I will have doubled my output for PSVG <laughs> this year <laughs> compared to last year. I will have doubled in 2020 compared to my 2019. So did you have like a New Year's resolution to like be more on the shows and you've already fulfilled your goal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my New Year's resolution is to go towards a 500-pound bench press again, uh, but... That's wow. it. It's going to be a lot more work. So. You know, I think that you can do it, though. Something tells me that, uh, <laughs> that you can probably do it. What are you doing now? What are you benching? Uh, right now, I can get 385 for three. What a beast. So, <laughs> but as people will tell you, um, especially like bodybuilders and people who lifted the way that I used to um, before I got into coaching and stopped playing, um, your muscle memory does come back. And so just in the last week, uh, I've seen a 15-pound increase, and it's just because I'm lifting higher numbers, uh, better, bigger volume, eating a little bit differently. So it's been good. It's been good. But as you've seen, I've picked you up a few, you know, at least twice, Nate, and <laughs> it was not a lot of work for me. So yeah, you could have done it with one arm, you know, tied behind your back, and yeah. Yeah. you know, just you were just like effortless. It was. <laughs> All right. Well, Mo, since it's been a little bit since you've been on, what have you been up to? What's what's going on with you on the gaming side, man? Um, not a lot. I've been playing some Anthem, doing some achievement hunting on that one. Um, I love the new Need for Speed. I I kind of got into it late. Um, I think Heat. I think I think my no. I don't. I actually I don't know what the anagram is for it. I just call it Need for Speed 2019. I thought it was um, cool. Yeah, I think it is. Is it Heat? think so okay uh i absolutely love that game it's it's fun to go do two three races and jump out and that's about as much gaming time as i have i have enough gaming time for uh, a quarter of madden or two races or uh, a battle royale and so i've been doing anthem just jumping in free play for a minute um but yeah i'm not home a lot right now so is 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 the new need for speed really focused on racing so what i'm really trying yep. to ask is if i'm a forza guy that likes breaking signs <laughs> is there something there for me besides the yes, racing part yes there is so there's you can there are collectibles all over the map um they've Ooh. got the the billboards which like they actually try to trick you into thinking that you can't get to some of them until you've upgraded your car but it's just like Forza does it where you have to look at the puzzle yeah. and understand where you have to launch from. Oh, that's my jam. Yeah. It gets me excited. Um, and it's got the day and night cycle, so it's two different versions of the same map. 
um, because the nighttime things do change a little bit. Um, you'll see roads that are open that aren't normally because of its in evening time. Um, and the cops are way more prevalent at night. They've also got the speed radar things that go through. So you have to hit a certain speed and hit it and that kind of stuff. And then they've got a paint can collectible and uh, like a drift zone. But their drift zones are different because they, I believe they have to be done during a race oh. to actually get credit. So it's like you hit this drift. But the coolest thing they did was they have daily missions. So whether you're in the game at night or in the day, they're going to say, hey, here are the five things you got to do. And then you do them, you get extra money or extra uh, currency, whatever. I think it's called rep, and that's how you get new, better gear. Um, their car building like mechanics have have been better the last three Need for Speed games compared to Forza, only because Forza Horizon like it's very generic. Like as someone who works on cars as a hobby, um, it the the Forza Motorsports lets me really tune an engine. Tinker, Horizon. Yeah. Just let you go fast. Like it's like, oh yeah, flip this I engine. Just, in it. So what Turn. I do is I go into the uh, customization option. I find the Mo style builds that other people have, and I just buy those and I hit up and oh, buy. That's what you're talking about. That's <laughs> the good stuff. And I mean, I will spend, <laughs> I will spend hours working on just just meticulously finding that that gear ratio that gets things just a little bit faster off the line. Or I will spend but... seconds, seconds, <laughs> literal seconds, <laughs> literal seconds. <laughs> You know, Sean Capri in our mixer chat says that he doesn't think that you're allowed to like those games, Mo. What Why? do you say to that? I I don't know. I just like what I like. Sorry, Sean, but <laughs> I like Sean, so I hope that counts for something. Sean's just more upset over the upgrade over the outrage cross gaming internet today. I don't know what that means, Sean. I hope you're okay, buddy. We're gonna I inform really, you. We're gonna I really love you. you. So I, I want to give you a big hug, Shawnee, and tell you that you're special and. Um, I was heartbroken when the the Xbox Drive went through the change, but this last two episodes were freaking yep. bangers. Yeah, and you were, man, Shawnee, you're like a phoenix, because those are the birds that light on fire and then get better, right? Mm-hmm. All those phoenixes. Phoenix rise from the ashes. I wasn't sure, sure. but you're that. You should be called Sean Phoenix Pants. Wait, Sean Capri like the pants? I don't know what you're saying is, but you're that with Phoenixes. Phoenix Capri. Phoenix His pants are on fire? I what? don't know. I, guys, I'm yeah. not a doctor. <laughs> Apparently, you light things on fire and it gets better. That's a first. Anyway, we're off the rails already, and it was, we're only like two minutes in. So, gentlemen, as Donnie alluded, there was some gaming uh, interesting talk today on the Ecosphere. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Donnie, why don't you fill everybody in on what's happened? I got the quote from Matt Booty um, over an article with uh, NCV. He says, quote, all content, speaking to Xbox First Party Studios, over the next two years will play up and down across the family of devices in the Xbox ecosystem. And all the headlines across the Internet are taking um, this interview that he did and stating that Xbox or X- Series X will have no exclusives. To the console. That's that's the that's the headline. There will be no exclusives on Xbox Series X going forward for at least two years. Um, there's no reason to buy one. That's kind of like the the the, the shift or the trend that people are taking with it. And I just got to be the first to say that um, I couldn't have reacted um, differently. And that makes me today might be the first time that I've really felt like an Xbox fanboy <laughs> because before all the headlines happened, and I think if you go and read like. 
I think if you match my tweet with like the timeline of IGN and GameSpot and all these other headlines that are coming out, I think you can even prove it because um, I tweeted the, the the original article and I was like, applaud Microsoft. Like, look at this. They are changing console gaming. Like they're doing what they said they're doing. They're putting their, you know, their mouth where their money is. They are, they're doing it. They're going the way of PC. I'm surprised that people think this is a surprise because Phil said this two years ago. Nobody's going to be left behind. We're going to keep moving forward. They believe in backwards compatibility. They are adopting the PC model. There are no PC games that, you know, like you don't buy a, a, a Dell and get exclusive games. Like it's just the store and you play the games. And whether or not your hardware can play them, that's up to you and how much you want to spend in the hardware. I don't get it. Like, I think this is amazing. This is fantastic news. I didn't know you could buy Adele. I didn't know she was available for purchase. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so, Mo, now even brought up to speed on what's been happening in this whole exclusive uh, conversation that kind of took off. What are, what are your gut reactions? So, to paraphrase, Sony fanboys are Trump supporters. And oh, the fun. Xbox is that's the people fun. saying we can all get free health care, but the <laughs> other side saying, no, no, there will be no free health care because our market's stable and making money, and that's the issue. Got it. I Got don't it. even know where to go with that. That's is that not it, that's what it is. The Xbox Empire does not support any one political faction except there for, of go. course, we the Empire. Make no, no, nothing on either side. I mean, it's just I get but, it. So. The you understand the analogy, right? Like I'm 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 on it, right? I'm not touching that analogy at all. Not Why? with a foot pole. Oh, okay. Um but what I will say is I get it that we've been conditioned for 30 years to new box comes out, you have an exclusive games, and you pick the box you want to play based on the exclusive offerings. I get that. But uh this generation have, have we this... not learned that exclu- exclusivity is a bad thing, like excluding Those... people kind of a negative. Phil yeah. said that a lot, right? In this, in his tenure as, <laughs> as the head of X. My point is only being proven more true. That's all I'm saying. I think, um, I think the point is, I mean, so it's not. I think the, the the big reason that I'm upset with the way that the headlines are portraying it is if They're you're not as in, I'm sorry. They're in sensational clickbait headlines. That's true, but here's the other thing: they're almost mis, you know, they're misinformational and because if true. you're if they're you're fake not. News. If you're huh. not following informational. Oh my god. <laughs> if you're I not wonder. if you're not as in tuned as we are with this type of stuff, right? You may read that as if there's no first party content coming to Xbox Series. That's kind of how it's it's being swung, you know. Exactly, and that's completely false. Mm-hmm. We're going to get all kinds of first party content. The box on is launching with Halo. And it's just going to it's going to look and play best on Series X. That mm-hmm. and like it's going to be the best place to play it. But because because they're also going to let Xbox One X owners and Xbox One S owners play the same games. And you know what? Here's an interesting thing. I think PlayStation's going to do the same thing. So it's very funny to see all the PlayStation people be like, they don't have exclusives. We have Spider-Man. It's interesting because if you remember, they haven't confirmed or denied this yet. But if you remember, um, PlayStation had... Um, kind of like a briefing where they had like a PowerPoint presentation on their future for next gen and PS5. They mentioned in there, there were three or four slides dedicated to the fact that they expect the next gen to be a slower adoption than last gen, that they don't expect everybody to buy a PS5, a PS5 just because it's available. So I think there will be plenty of crossover titles. I think The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding will be on PS5. Mm-hmm. 
right? <laughs> so, I absolutely think like, that they will be like yeah, playable. So they may have an exclusive game or two on their hardware, but it's not like Sony's going to come out and be like, all right, you all have to buy new consoles or you won't be able to play these 10 games. Like, I think they're going to kind of do the same thing. So it'd be very funny to see everybody kind of walk it back or, or very least see if these uh, journalists hold them to the same standard, right? Mm-hmm. If they hold them to the, to the, to the same approach they're taking uh, today. So, so exclusivity and false narratives. And you tried to say my analogy wasn't right. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. But we uh. do know that <laughs> the, the Xbox series X will likely be the most powerful console. It will be the best place to play. And all the exclusive games that you want are going to be on game pass. And so you don't have to pay extra for them as long as you're a member. And I mean, here's the thing. If you're somebody that doesn't want to buy a new console, um, you know, like it was, has been mentioned a bunch. Kevin um, has been stating, I don't have the money to buy new, next gen. Like I'm still working on this gen. Isn't this amazing news for you? Aren't you sitting there like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get more games to play. Like all the people that just bought uh, Xbox One X's this holiday mm-hmm. or last holiday. This is not amazing. This is not a bad news at all. This is a am- this is great news. They should be applauded for flipping the table. They're not playing by the old standard rules of consoles from the 90s. It's changed. Mm-hmm. Xbox doesn't care what you play on. Play on a PC, play on a laptop, play xCloud on a Chromebook, play on Series X or the Xbox One X. Play on whatever you want as long as you subscribe to Game Pass, Xbox Live, play their games, buy their games. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's such an open and honest approach. We should all you know, support it, in my opinion. I love it. Yeah. So as far as the the conversation goes, as we know, it's been sensationalized. But rest rest soundly, dear listeners. There will be new games for you to play that are going to take full advantage of the Series X when it comes out. I mean, Halo and Forza, off the top of my head, they haven't announced Forza officially, but it's time for a new Forza this year. Yeah, Forza's coming. Um, so those are definitely going to be two showcase games that will definitely... Uh, show you the the 4Ks and the 60 FPSs and all the whatevers I want to show you, and all the teraflopages. Um, Fable, Fable. I don't know if it'll be a launch title. They haven't. I don't know. Hopefully, I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. We I have mean, a question about this. They are going to have a tremendous ability to have a really robust catalog at launch with all the developers they have working on there. All these uh, individual or in- indie partnerships they've made, especially with Game Pass and all these great. Uh, uh, content they have out there via Game Pass. It's just Game Pass. I mean, they're yeah. going to sell you the X. It's going to include a month of Game Pass. And the big pitch is buy the Series X. Here's 200 free games to play. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's the pitch. It's no, it's no harder than that. It's like, yeah, you can buy that box. It may play better or worse. Who knows? But this box is here and it comes with all these games. Boom. It's your Netflix of games. Best hardware, best place to play. Oh, and by the way, it has two of the probably the better, uh, two of the best games of la, the last decade on there too, with The Witcher Three and GTA Five in Game Pass. You're welcome. I mean, Halo Infinite is included. That'll probably be on the box. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, and you don't have to buy it. It's on the system. Just buy the system. That's it. I mean, when we bring home our Series X on day one, the first game I think we're all going to download is probably going to be Halo, right? Or Fable if it's out <laughs> for you, game for yes. me. Second game. Second game. Madden. Madden. Uh, Madden. Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Grouchy wants to know. Grouchy, what's up, man? 
Do you think the news of new games not being exclusive to Series X for the first year or so will hurt the sales of the Series X? And do you think Microsoft really cares since they are in the subscription business with hardware attachments instead of the hardware with software attachments business? Great question. Simple answer. Nah, bro. My answer is yeah. Like if the question is, do you think the Series X will sell less because the software is not exclusive to it? Uh, yeah, I do. I think there will be plenty of people that have an Xbox One X, and that'll be good enough for them. They don't need more than that. And I understand that reasoning. So, yeah, I don't think it will sell as many as it could if Infinite was exclusive to it. I would just put it that way. Do so, I think it matters? No, because Xbox is no longer a hardware company. They're a service company, and they're selling you the service. You can buy any of the hardware and play it. So it doesn't really matter. I think the people for Series X are the people who want the high-end console, right? Sure. Uh, And you're not going to hamper sales because of this decision, right? Because you're going to want people who want the best. (laughs) You might sell more X's and more S's. It's possible, but I I would think that the people who are like you and me, Donnie, and Mo. We're the ones that are going to buy the Series X because we want the most powerful console. We want to to see the best quality that we can out of our game, right? Yep. There's a lot of people that share that same mindset, and it doesn't matter what content's on there. They'll sell. They'll they'll sell just fine. Look at the launch of the PS4. There were, like, one or two exclusives, and they weren't that good on the PS4. It wasn't until the year two or nine months in on PS4 that there were exclusives that were worth buying. They were all... Third-party titles that were that were launched with the system, and this was this was a problem, but it outsold because it was more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think history can repeat itself. Yeah, I, no, I, I think we're missing something. Um, when you're doing these kind of analysis, there's always that big picture item, and we don't know who's going to get the big deal with Call of Duty. Um, I honestly believe that system cells are directly proportionate. To who gets that deal? I believe that the reason the 360 did so well is because Call of Duty was front and center on every one of their consoles where you got maps early, you got things early, everyone knew. Then PS4 gets it. I'm sorry, but I, I legit think there's got to be millions of those. The Friday stats night, back you up. Those because... Friday night Call of Duty guys who yep. only play COD. Only. That's it. So they only buy the system for COD. So whoever gets the Call of Duty campaign is going to be the one whose system is going to be the big seller. Yep. That's the promotional just that's deal my two cents. The promotional deal with Call of Duty and Destiny really pushed PlayStation early and gave them a huge leg up in terms of sales and, and, and marketing and getting their names out there. So you're, you're spot on, and like, like the numbers back you up. That's not, that's not an opinion. The numbers are there. So, <laughs> and that's, that's what I'm leaning towards. I don't think that not having exclusives and sharing games with people and trying to get you to be able to play whatever, whenever uh, a game like outer outer world, I never would have played had it not came to game pass mm-hmm. because I, I don't like fallout, right? My favorite fallout game is fallout 76. The one that everyone else hates. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for that to happen, like for me to get a chance to play outer worlds and go, you know what? This is really well done. I enjoy this story. I'm going to keep playing. That's because of Game Pass, which I love. But again, I think the sales numbers are going to be directly linked to who gets Call of Duty. Those marketing partnerships do make sense. So we'll we'll see what happens there. I mean, E3 this year, I think we'll we'll get a lot of that uh, flavor of what's going to be coming down the pipe. 
And I actually heard that uh, a rumor, obviously this isn't confirmed, but Sony was planning on not attending a three officially again this year. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, and of course, it's you know only just a, a mere five months or so away now, right? So that's 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 pretty close. Donnie, do we have anything else on this particular line of discussion? Mm, no. Mo, since you weren't here last time, I want your your initial opinion and thoughts on Series X. Uh, what excites you? What doesn't excite you? What worries you? What What do you think about it? So I have one thing that I was a little upset about. Uh, two, only two um, HDMI ports. We don't know if that's confirmed. That those those were renderings from uh, Turbo, Turbo Squid. Turbo yeah, Squid. So yeah. a- AMD purchased a render from Turbo Squid, okay. and they passed it off as real. Talk about okay. misinformation. How many yeah. people out there think that HDMI pass-through is coming through? Now I have the blog from Brad Sams from Thorout.com, Windows Central. They break stuff on Windows constantly, not Xbox. I'm talking. They've got. They've got the leaks on the newest Surface, the newest laptops, the newest Office, all mm-hmm. that. They say, and they, they, they claim that they have three sources with dev kits to confirm it. They say that the, X, the Series X will have two USB-A ports, an Ethernet port, a single HDMI port, optical audio, and a power connection, and that's it. See, the optical I'm good with, but um, I, sorry, I misspoke. On the the USB, I wanted USB, not HDMI. I don't mind the HDMI one. Mm. I I need an extra USB spot. Like I'm just I I do. Um, right now I have the controller plugged in. I have the extra cable for the controller pl- plugged in, and then I've got my hard drive. Mm-hmm. Not to mention I also have my Connect still, but I won't be able to carry that over. I don't think. So that's at least three that I need, right? Because I need the dock station for the Elite Series Two controller. I need the extra charger for whatever controller I'm using with my wife or my friend who's playing, but you also need your extra hard drive. So if you're only going to need me two, I'm in trouble. You need a USB hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not smart enough to make it. That's it's like $7 Amazon. You plug it in, it gives you more plugs to plug more stuff in. Really? Yeah. It's like a power strip for but USB would, stuff. I would not okay. plug your so, hard drive into there. Oh, yeah, no, okay. no, no. You plug your hard drive directly into the thing and then plug all the other stuff that you're using to charge okay. and, and plug all that into the other thing. Okay. Then that solves my problem. That was my oh, only yeah. concern. I was like, two? Two guys? Really? I wanted the USB-C. Mm-hmm. I really did because especially with these new SSDs, like we're going to be so dependent on that. And from what, I, from what I know of them, which is not nearly as much as Nathan, so you can school me here, I don't think they're going to be as easily like upgradable or replaceable. I don't think I'm going to be breaking this box open. So... In my mind, I want a storage, uh, I want an external storage solution that mimics or is at least close to what's in the box. Because what I don't want to have happen is the game that I want to play, I'm moving from the external onto the internal so I can play it as best as I can. And then when I'm done playing it, move it back to move the other one. I don't want all that kind of management. What I want is the internal solution to get me until I get an external solution that is nearly as good so I don't notice you know, a, de- a decrease in power and speed. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that it's, I know that they said that they're 3.0 super speed USB things. Um, they say that reading speeds like that are similar to, to USB-C. They're saying that it's not much of a difference. But everything else that I read tech-wise in terms of computers, there's a huge difference. That You want right. the USB-C, it's faster. 
USB-C does give you, I don't remember the, the actual numbers off the top of my head, but I want to say somewhere near 10 times the speed as USB 3.0, um, which I actually think is 3.1 now, technically. Um, but the, the, the thing is, when you're talking about what the new drives are going to be built into these units, they're the M SATA, uh, M.2 SATAs, and the bus transfer, like the throughput through the bus now, the reason why, if you can plug in like a, a good 3.0 drive to your Xbox One X right now, you could technically have faster loading times because that bus is a faster bus between that connection than the SATA connection that's connected to the uh, drive internally, which is a spinning drive. Yeah. So once we get to these new consoles, we have these solid-state drives, and we have this new uh, the connection between the M.2. You need the 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 USB C to kind of have parity with that. The 3.0 or the 3.1, I don't think will have real parity there. I feel have a little bit slower uh, throughput and bandwidth to talk to the data on the drive. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. Because like like you, I wish we had C's in this because yeah. I think it makes more sense because that's forward looking. Everything yeah. is going C's now. In I've, seven years, I, you'd want a console with a 3.0. I have USB C's everywhere. Yeah. Switch, Chromebooks, Pixel phone. Like I have, I everything I own is USB C. So I was real excited when I when I saw it. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." I'm just gonna plug in, like you said, future proofing. I'm just gonna plug in everything I have, and it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, not that the USB you know A won't work. But you know, you get what I'm saying. You're like, we're right on par. I want it to work as good as it can. That's the whole right. reason. I'm if I'm spending five hundred dollars on a box, and 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 I think my biggest concern with Series X is storage, because um, I think they're going to launch with a one terabyte. And I got to tell you, as somebody who has a one terabyte X plus four uh, four terabyte external, I'm full. Mm-hmm. I had to start deleting games this week. I'm already full on five terabytes worth of storage, and those requirements are only going to go up. I mean, how far away are we from having a three or four hundred gigabyte game? Well, I with, don't think we're that far away. With Game Pass, they almost encourage digital hoarding too, so they want you exactly. to install everything. You constantly download everything. I mean, I am I am full, and and I'm very concerned if if the external solution, not that it's not there. I know there are a lot of people who are like I'm concerned that it won't be there. It's going to be there. I'm more concerned that it's not going to be worth doing. That I'm gonna I'm gonna put stuff on an external and hopefully I'm gonna look to you Nathan to find me uh, and then maybe upgrading to an SSD external solves this problem, but I don't want to play Forza on my external on my Series X and see it buffering and stuff when it's trying to stream in assets. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about. That's what I don't want to have happen. And if this USB is gonna stop it, it's going to make that happen. I would like I've said before, I would gladly pay more for better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No. And I mean, these engineers are way smarter than I am that are on there, obviously designing these things. They, I'm sure they've thought about these things, but it also opens the door for the revision that comes halfway through the model generation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, with this one, we'll have a little bit smaller chassis and it'll have a USB C's. So Jace wants to know how many different series will Xbox release next gen? See, there's going to be a Series X, there's going to be a Series S, there's going to be a Series Ooh. 5, there's going to be you a think Series you're doing 8. That. I was thinking that they might go like Xbox Series X, Xbox Series X1, Xbox Series X2, Xbox Series XS, nothing like that. So Uh, I was thinking they might go like the iPhone model. Because I think they're going to have Xbox as your main console brand, right? But Series X is that premium line. That's the name. That's that premium line. And then you go for the Series S for, you know. Yeah, standard or 
slim or saver or whatever you want to put to the economical. S. Yeah. Um, Xbox. And then you have later on, you'll have a revision. So you might have Xbox series X dot two, right? Like you were kind of thinking possibly there, but I don't it think could be the X Moss. <laughs> Mo, I love you. You've got to come. You've got to come podcast more often. It'll come out December of next year. Think about um, it. You get the cube. It has a Christmas tree. Right. The Xbox Series Xmas. That's amazing. You put like a little like a, a mache tree on it, and it all it lights up. It has holes and... in it. It yep. has holes all around the case that the, light up different, different color lights. lights. So it looks like the tree lights. Ah, it's fun. When you press the Xbox logo, you get like a jingle bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in seriousness, I do think that they'll probably be in a Series S and a Series X. Um, and then if they do a revision mid-gen, they'll probably just continue it being a Series X. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they would do like a a sub-moniker to it or not. But I think Series X is just going to be that, that, that Cadillac system. You know what I mean? I got you. Okay. I actually kind of like relating that though. Um, for the the new moniker would be it would be the X one would be the updated version of the X, and then the S one would be the updated version of the S. So what? Yeah, where I was going with that is eventually once they launch this one and people get over the fact that it's Xbox but it has this moniker Series X, that's exactly right. Once they get into the next revision, we'll drop all that and it will just be known as the X one, the X two. The XS. Yeah. That would man. If they yeah. did that, if they do that though, I know they're listening and stealing our ideas. So they should also make a video game where you get to play Jay Cutler and <laughs> zombies attack, and he has to go save his family. We'll call it the Xbox Empire versus zombies. Yep, and it'll be Jay Cutler slinging dimes, taking off zombie heads with his rocket cannon of an arm, saving his family. <laughs> I don't know why I want that to be a video game so bad. I just think Jay Cutler killing zombies would just be the best game ever because I, I honestly feel it would be the way he played football. He would just be like, huh, another zombie. That'd be great. I love Jay Cutler. <laughs> well, so um, moving on from Jay Cutler. <laughs> Segway, good one. Um, so what do we think about uh, all the the discussion of when when Series X comes out and the costing of it and Lockhart and and you know how how they think that there's going to be these two different models you know the Series S or Lockhart or the Anaconda. Um, do you think that that splits your base at all, or do you think that more options is good? Because I kind of think. Like, and this is just for me looking from a pure technology standpoint. I'm like, you you eliminate your lowest common den- common denominators. You eliminate those lower uh, power units, and you focus on the higher endpoint. But I do kind of like the argument that can be made that says, hey, for two hundred dollars less or so, you can yeah. buy this unit here, and it'll play these great games. Just won't look as good, and it gets people into the ecosystem. People playing together, people paying those games and those subscriptions, and that's exactly what you know. As we alluded to before what they want to do over there. So what do you guys think about the, the two different uh, Lockhart, Anaconda, what the speculation has been so far? Considering that we we know that the games are going to be cross-gen and they're, they're going to support all these different devices, plus PC, um, 
my take on it is they lo- they launched Series X, four ninety nine. They let that ride for a year. At E three, they launched Series S, at a discount, and that becomes that becomes the new you know middleware market, and they push that. So I don't think we're going to launch two models at the same time. I think we're going to launch them staggered. One will come out a year before the other one. Uh, and then and exactly that, like they're just doing what Windows, what Microsoft does. They're going to have a price point for everybody. You're going to try to make it real easy for everybody to get in. Like, you know, you can buy an S for what, 150. You can buy an X for 300. You can buy the other one for 400. And you buy this one for 500. I actually disagree on the staggering part. Mm-hmm. I think that the 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 Xbox Series S is not going to have a disk drive, and Ooh. I think that's where they're going to save money, and they're going to release both at the same time and say, you can get this one that's a little less powerful, but it's more powerful than the X. It's on par with the PS5, but it doesn't have a it doesn't have a disk drive. You can only buy games digitally, but here's this three month Game Pass subscription that comes with it. I like or, that. You can buy the big daddy machine that has the disk drive and does this, 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 and this, and come on in. But that—that's just where I was thinking in my brain what what, how they would be attacking this. All the lockout rumors say that the that that subsequent smaller version is a much lesser of a of a system. It's kind of almost on par with the Xbox One X in terms of power. It just has an SSD, so it's a little faster. So Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't mind your opinion. My my issue with it now is. Considering when Xbox Series X launched and the confusion kind of around the name and all that, and then now, I know, but you you know what I'm talking about, the headlines and the buzz, right? The buzz. Because you, you have to manage the buzz. The buzz will kill you. Like, if you don't get ahead of the, of the message, the message will kill you. So the issues with that, and then on top of that, the issues now with these other exclusives and other things, I just think if I was Microsoft, I might step back from introducing yet another, you know, feature into the conversation like let's keep it simple let's launch the one let's let's let everybody quit you know because that's another thing because i'm afraid if they come out with a oh and we've got a smaller box and it's now we're going to get well they're launching two boxes and here's the one versus the other one but they all play the same games that your current one does i just feel like it might get it might get away from them i think i thought the unveiling of the series x was great and i think the the design the boldness and everything i think is captivated Enough people. I see a lot of interest uh, as I scour the internet the, during my days. I see a lot of people interested in it, and I think you capitalize on that and just focus on that for now, and then get the other one out. And it doesn't have to be at E3. I'm just mm-hmm. that was my prediction. But did, did you a see the after. dope fan art one that someone did of the Fable themed Xbox One? I did. I've been retweeting all that. X. That's God, that Xbox was Hope. He does wow. custom designs, and he's been killing it all year with them. And he's so good at it that uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw this. Xbox brought him in to do a custom Xbox Live controller that they're giving to like the team, the internal Xbox Live team. They have their own custom controllers that he's making. He has his gears, his Minecraft Series X design, amazing. Um, his Cyberpunk. If you haven't seen him on Twitter, it's called Xbox Pope. He has a Cyberpunk Series X design that'll blow your mind. It's incredible. Blow your mind. We lost Mo. I don't know. They just kind of look like he's like praying there behind his mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while we wait for Mo to reconnect from the ether, um, Donnie, I did want to mention to you 
that they're, you know, I want to ask you both a question actually about this. So with games with gold, with games pass, yeah, sorry, game pass, let me say it right. Um, do you think games with gold will continue much longer? And do you think it just all goes into into the Game Pass product, or what happens there? Because just just the reason I'm asking this is because through the years of Game Pass, or sorry, of Games with Gold, I've <laughs> probably played, you know, ten percent of the games that they've given us. So like, I feel like you know, I, the two games that I can really remember playing a lot of are. Uh, Massive Chalice, which was in 2016, 2014, somewhere in there. Really fun game. Kind of like XCOM made by Double Fine, so it had good quality content. Uh, and then just recently, Jurassic Park Evolution, which caught mm. me by storm. And I just have sunk in way too many hours into it so far. And I actually did something I've never done, and I bought all the DLC for a game that I actually didn't purchase. So... Do you think that games with gold will eventually fade away, or have you guys gotten value out of that specific piece of the service? Mo? That's worth mentioning. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I love games with gold, and I think that if they stop it, it's going to be really hard for them to double dip getting people's money. You know what I mean? Like, So you're paying for this online service yep. that you use to play your games, but you don't get anything out of it. Like, and that's how consumers are going to look at it. Yep. So I feel like they have to kind of keep games of gold continued, but I actually think they might find a way to, to dip it in better to game pass. Like maybe you get the DLC for one of the games of gold on a game that's on game pass or vice versa. I, I, think, like that that could idea. Be, I think that could be a really fun way to bring those two hemispheres together and to make it easier for you and what you're actually giving out. That's a great idea. I actually really love that idea. Um, it's worth mentioning before I answer that this month's games of gold, Jurassic world sticks, Tekken six, Lego star Wars three and telltales Batman are out there and you can go and grab those now. Um, I agree with Mo. I mean, one, they're contractually obligated to everybody that paid for lives to do something. Now they could move it and like try to transfer people in. I definitely wouldn't do that before. I wouldn't change anything before you launch a new console. I wouldn't change anything before you kind of get the new console established and, and ingrained. But at the same time, I actually probably just wouldn't change anything because there is a huge difference between Game Pass games and Games of Gold games. And that's the fact that you own Games of Gold games. They stay in your library, whereas Game Pass games can leave. Mm -hmm. So you building, like I have, I don't know, seven, 800 games in my Xbox library just over the decade. A lot of those are Game Pass or games with gold games that are there. I don't ever have to worry about, you know, eight years from now, I want to go play this old game for whatever reason, and I can't because it's left Game Pass. So I still like that kind of ownership. Even though you still have to subscribe, you still have ownership rights to it. It'll never go away. Versus Game Pass, I may love a game on Game Pass and play the mess out of it, but if it leaves Game Pass, doesn't matter if I subscribe or not, can't play anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I think that's a, a clear delineation, and just kind of offers it because I think it's very apparent, right? When we talk about all digital, like when they launch the Xbox Sad Edition, people don't want to hear all digital. I rent my games. That's they people still very much value owning video games mm -hmm. so i think games with gold still gives people a little extra value because they feel like they own it it's a little bit more theirs 
Yeah. That's that's one thing too, you know, the the in and out of Game Pass. I don't know if it'll replace it or not. I don't I don't think that they should because like you said it adds another good value offer to it. But you know, the way things are going, you you pay for online service for all the consoles now. So Nintendo Switch has their online, PlayStation, yep. you basically are only just paying for their online and they're they're two games now. Um whereas with Switch you also get the the SNES and uh little game center. Um so I think that's that's now the norm is to at least have to pay something to play online. And we know from the past that Xbox has been the most stable online provider for online gaming. You know, you had the PSN outage that lasted forever and then it just goes up and down and it has more issues and latency uh, than Nintendo, which... You don't get me started. And then, you know, Xbox... The mouse is running the wheels. The mouse are running the wheels. They're going, man. So PC is really the only area that you don't have to pay for any online service to generally play games. Um, That's kind of the reasoning I was thinking about. You know, are they evaluating in the next generation? Are they going to take this and morph everything into, okay, we have Xbox Live Ultimate, which includes, you know, Xbox Live, which has the Games of Gold part of it. And then you have Game Pass over here, too, and it's all in that one package. Um, and obviously, they said uh, xCloud is going to be part of Games with Gold, or sorry, with Ultimate. So I'm just curious in the future if you think that they revamp Ultimate, what all it includes, to kind of match uh, or to reevaluate what's, what's good in them. I think, personally, from the consumer front, the consumer first practices that I've had, giving you four games a month is is still pretty pretty crazy four playable games on your console you sure. can play four games if you have your xbox one each month that you can go and they work perfectly because they're backwards compatible they're if you have an x they're most likely enhanced for x and they're games that are actually quality like jurassic world i never would have actually played it if it hadn't been for that and i just played it on a whim and i'm just loving it for some weird reason it's very chill by the way just you start playing that game and just super chill play. Did you release all the dinosaurs? Because that's not as good as Zoo Tycoon, though. I'm just gonna throw that one out there. Zoo Tycoon for the win. Okay. My son loves Zoo Tycoon. I I like because it's a banger. (laughs) I like Jurassic World because you can get in like a helicopter too and fly around your park, and you can shoot the darts and the. But here's the thing: Did you create a stage and gather all the people at it, and then release Velociraptors? No, I'm trying to actually make it like a good. Because that's what I'm gonna do. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm going to do. So you're just gonna like. Make your enclosure, get your Velociraptors built out, then open up the fence and everybody's going to die. That's it. <laughs> Run. Flee. Flee for your lives. Uh, I, I, I do admit that I think it, I think in the midst of all of the offerings that Xbox has, and they're very customer friendly, I think it can be confusing to new adopters, and I think it's just a bit much. I would like a consolidated option, which is why we have Game Pass Ultimate, but I would like even that to be more consolidated. Like it would be nice if it was all one service. That doesn't mean that games with gold goes away, but you could have just one service that incorporates all of it and you still get games of gold, Mm -hmm. right? So you get access to game pass, you get online and here's two to four games you get to add to your library every month. That could all be a part of like the subscription. And they just push that. And I think they're trying to do that with Ultimate. But even with Ultimate, it still says Game Pass. It still sounds like Game Pass, not like Gold. I mean, I wouldn't mind, like, a whole rebranding, like, Xbox services. This is what you get. You know, go with it. Yeah. Um, One other little note that I thought was kind of interesting is that uh, the... 
Sea of Thieves, which wasn't a game that I really took to, but Mo, I know you really enjoyed that, uh, has passed over 10 million players since launching. Mo, what's your thoughts about Sea of Thieves passing that milestone? I'm not surprised. That's, again, anybody who's actually, like, spent time in it with friends, I want to point that out one more time. I still think if you did not play that game with someone else, it's really hard to get into. Now, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that I played it early for a very long time, so I'm not going to say that. But for somebody who spent a great deal with that game, a long time with that game, when you master sailing, the game is so much better. I can sail any one of the three ships by myself. Just hands down, I don't need you to do anything. I can take care of all the sails. I can take care of turning stuff. I can take care of uh, navigation. I just It's something that has been indoctrinated into me because of all the hours I put into it. But if you've never done that, if you don't know how to steer the ship, you get lost easily, you get confused, you don't know what's happening, that was a huge drawback because there was no tutorial for the game, right? But the thing I think that they're missing out on Sea of Thieves needs that EVE Online, Minecraft-esque world building to continue telling your version of the story. And until they do that, I don't think it's going to be as great as it possibly could be. I think they've got plans to keep updating it. But right now, the customization of the ship is still pretty basic. It's not phenomenal. The customization of the character is still kind of basic. That world is gorgeous and beautiful, and they keep adding wonderful things to it. But it's still not quite enough to either make you continue putting hundreds of hours in or to just play once with friends and back out. So I think it's awesome. I'm not super surprised they had them maybe playing but they really need to spend some time fleshing out a couple more things to make it the great game I think it could be. I think it could be re-reviewed and be a 10 out of 10 game. I really do, if they did the right things for that game. Nice. I think your wrap-up is pretty good. I believe um, Xbox called it their most successful IP this generation. Which is not not hard to believe. I mean, that's that's something to say. Um, Although Halo's, Halo 5's multiplayer is still the best multiplayer I've, I've ever played. So I don't care what anyone says. That thing was awesome. The story... <laughs> My thoughts on Sea of Thieves haven't really changed. I played with Mo and Jason and Nathan, and we had a few nights upon a launch where I got to play with friends. And I, I will admit, and back Mo's opinion up, had a blast. It was so much fun. But I had zero responsibility. I was just shooting cannonballs into nowhere, jumping off the ship at no points. Like, I, The moment I tried to play that game by myself and do all those things, that was the moment I ended up hating that game. And that's a real shame because I think if I could play it by myself because I have more opportunity to play it alone because I don't have time to synchronize with friends. And that's fine. You know, multiplayer games aren't really like for me. They didn't have to appeal to me. But when they started doing more of the single player quests and stuff that they added in um, around not this E3, but last E3, right? Um, I jumped back in and I tried to do that and I did a couple of them. And it's just, it's not as, it's, it's definitely a very different game when you have a party that can each take on a task. And that's what the game was designed around. But you're right. The world is so beautiful. I, I want to love Sea of Thieves so much because it is a gorgeous world. It is ripe for like a good crafting mechanic, a good customization mechanic, and a single-player thing. Um, I've said this for a very long time. I feel pretty solid on the game just needs a rowboat. 
Like you just need a rowboat for a single player to get in there and handle some quests. You let them do some customization and get in there. And I think if you let them do that, that'll make it more likely that they will start playing with friends when they can. But you need to bridge the gap to when friends can get together and still keep the single player engaged. And I honestly think if you just added a rowboat, if they ever do like a Sea of Thieves 2, and they have a single player campaign quest that you can do and you can get a rowboat and ship, you know, sail something by yourself very easily. Just steer and go and go accomplish these things. Go fight some skulls, get some quests. I think that would really that would jack the game up to a whole, you know, to a whole new level. I think it would appeal to a lot more players. A single player rowboat where you're marooned on an island, but the boat can't get off the waves. So you can only use it on the little inlet. And then you build up your own cabin and you have you find your own treasure and do your own little mini Basically, missions. what we're saying is we want Sea of Thieves to be Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically or what survive. We're... What's the movie with the Cast Tom away. Hanks was Cast in it? Away. Yes, you get your own castaway version of Sea of Thieves. But then when friends call, you get off the island. But Minecraft is like the spot on comparison, right? So Minecraft is super deep and you can make all kinds of things happen and you can play with friends. But also, if you're brand new to it, you can like build a little house with a door and like make a pond. That's the part that Sea of Thieves doesn't have is if you're just by yourself, you can't get in there and build a house and a, and a pool. Like, I think every time I've ever watched my son play Minecraft, he always builds a pool for some reason. He just digs, fills it up with water. That's the thing that I think Sea of Thieves needs. It needs that basic single-player loop that you can get in and have fun in addition to all the extra stuff. Very good. So, Donnie, we have some other questions or comments from the community? We do. Dev Tyus writes in. Uh-oh. This is going to be good. Of PlayStation XP, the distinguished yeah. competition. That's right. Wait, he's not—he's the host of PlayStation XP. Yeah, for some time now. I, I've honestly never listened because it's PlayStation. It's like fourteen episodes now. My dev? Yeah, your dev. Dev, I am so proud of you, buddy. I know you're probably not going to listen to this because it's Xbox, but oh, he's going to listen. Man, I'm proud of you. You're just—he's going to listen and tear it all apart and be like, "Now this is why y'all are wrong." Who, He's awesome. who is the person who sang? Give me a minute. Go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His question is: If I have a One X, is it safe? Is it a safe bet to wait a few years for the Series X, especially if I don't have a TV or a screen that can take advantage of a higher resolution than 4K or a refresh rate faster than 60 hertz? Hashtag poking the bear. Endless Love. That's the song I was thinking of. Dev, you me, Endless Love, but for bros. Broless Love. Wait. Bro Lots Love? You must have watched Happy Gilmore lately. Oh, all the time. That's my yeah. go-to movie when I'm at work really late and there's nothing else going on. Nathan, when the guy like stands on the money, gets me every time. Chokes me up a little. So my my thoughts for that particular <laughs> scenario, if you have an ex now... And you don't have a, a TV or a display that is good enough for uh, 4K or 60 frames per second. Still got 120 frames. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I In that scenario, because that person wouldn't be me because they would have a 4K TV. 
stuff. Uh, so you can probably wait. You know, if 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 Xbox isn't your primary platform, and if you have an X, I would wait just a little bit. You know, to see how the games kind of shift out for you. Uh, if there's anything that moves you to upgrade in the meantime, sure, go for it. But if you're not going to see the fidelity on on your TV, then it might not be worth it. But at the same time, it could also make the graphics that you get there really better with super sampling down from 4K to 1080, and you get that ray tracing, and you get that that really lifelike picture and the shadowing that they're going to be able to do with these new uh, new units. And the, the load times, I mean, that'll also be impacted on a new console. So uh, you just have to weigh it out, man. I mean, the X is a fantastic console. It, you know, I I'm in no real hurry to upgrade away from my x but you know as soon as the series one or series x comes out i want to get it uh the x is a fantastic console like there's there's if you have one and you want to save it for a tv instead that's what i would do that way you can take that 4k get that tv play some 4k games from your x and then be able to jump up when they have like a limited edition for a specific game that you might want to be uh, buying a limited edition console for, or if you wait long enough for a revision. Yeah. My answer to everybody is if if they think they can wait, if they can be patient, do so. You only benefit by being patient. Mm-hmm. Like You could have bought adopt- an X for $300 this holiday. <laughs> right. With early games. adopters like us only lose. Like That's all we do is we only lose to be there first. Like There's no benefit to being there first other than being there first. Like You pay for that benefit. Um, you only gain by waiting. So... Yeah, just if you can wait, if you can be patient, do so. I actually gave that 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 same advice to a friend of mine today on Twitter. After seeing the exclusive talk, he was like, "I'm just gonna wait." It's like, yeah, do it. Play on your X and get Halo Infinite there. It's gonna play fine. It's not like it's gonna not run. It's gonna run. It'll just be you know super PC settings on Series X. And if uh, that doesn't appeal to you, if you're that person that's like, "I like good graphics, but good graphics are good enough," then you, yeah, the Series X isn't for you. Like you're good. But, Deb, the other reason is just to have that pretty tower mm. with the X light illuminating your room behind you when you're recording PlayStation XP. There's that beautiful green glow of your Series X, you know, showing you your true colors, like Nathan's camera here. Show your true colors. It's good stuff. Now, what's Mo thinking? I would say, Dev, my bro, this love. You and I both know that the Xbox is your fourth played system. Your 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 number one system is PC. Your number two is uh, PlayStation, and sadly, I don't know what happened to you. Number three is Switch. Uh, number four is Stadia. Switch at all? It it is. It's number three. Stadia is um, on that list too somewhere, Mo. Oh well, that's on PC, right? Isn't mm. Stadia PC? I'm gonna lump them together because I can. Because um, I don't actually know what Stadia does. Um, so <laughs> with with all that, my guy, no, you don't need it. Because here's what you, you're you going to need to do. The, the Alienware Steam Machine thingy that's coming, the portable thing, that's going to be what your money is going to go to. Yeah. Because now you're going to be able to connect that to the other thing. But I do think you are going to end up with uh, an Xbox Series X if, and this is my if, if Xbox wins the Activision bid, that means Destiny 3 content will be coming to the X first. And that's nope. your game. I'm, I'm telling you. Because they're Activision, aren't they? No. That's what I was saying. No. No, they split. 
What? They That's really that independent. Yeah. Oh man, I had no idea because again, I don't follow any of that stuff. Mm, yeah. So never yeah, mind, split. dude. So yeah, I'm I'm 100 right. You're gonna do the the PC thing instead, and don't even worry about it. Because I would say yeah. if Xbox did something with Destiny, but they won't because uh, Bungie just got like tens of bajillion dollars from Tencent, so they don't need to take any deals. Like they're good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's my my. All right. Sense. Next question comes from Sean Sean Capre. Do you think it's possible that the series Did X you say will Sean, run? Sean Capre. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, call him Mr. Phoenix. Phoenix Capri. Do you think it's possible that the Series X will run Windows mode, which will allow for PC games to be playable on the console? I'm going to say no, but I do think they're going to have an app store where you can log in and play Steam games and the what's the one that Fortnite has? Epic Store? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say they're going to have apps for those that will allow you to connect some games from that library so that you'd be able to play those on the Series X. Oof. I would only disagree because of the platform providers. They take a cut of every sale. So by providing other storefronts and other markets, then they're missing out on potential sales. And if they're not making a ton off the hardware to begin with, like I'm that's not, their, I'm not that, saying, no, no, no. They're going to have their app, but you're going to be logging into Steam on your Xbox and playing from them is what right. I'm saying. But if you buy the game on Steam, then Microsoft gets no money for that. Yes, but they get to say they have Steam on the Xbox. Maybe I don't think that's worth enough than the thirty percent they get from selling a game. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, thirty percent from every game transaction is a lot. <laughs> like that's that is their bread and butter. Like so, if everybody's like, why do they take a loss on consoles? Here's why: thirty percent, thirty percent for every DLC, oh, and every might... software, and everything sold. It's a lot of money. That's why. Um, I windows mode so when you say windows mode i'm thinking you can actually run like a desktop you can run office and all that and i don't think that's going to happen because that runs into all kinds of driver issues and support issues and and i don't think it's going to happen now if i could take the windows mode quote and turn it to desktop mode maybe if you plug in a mouse and keyboard like it now allows you to play games that are only playable that way but you can only install and run the game not other actual Windows applications that I would be down for. I mean, they already support that right now, right? Mouse and keyboard. But if they actually turned it into, so like, um, what I'm trying to say is, on the Xbox beta client that you put on PC, you can actually um, separate the games from Game Pass games for Game Pass games for PC. I think it'd be great on Series X if you could do the same. If you could click an icon and like show me Game Pass games for PC, and like when you do that, it goes plug in a mouse and keyboard. And when you plug in a mouse and keyboard, now they become available, and now you can play extra games, like you know um, Age of Empires, things like that. Yes, I love that idea, and I think that'd be that'd be a great little bonus. You know what I think would be interesting. I'm surprised we haven't seen it yet. Is if there's an app that you know, Steam or Epic Store or somebody puts out and that would stream content from your computer that you have to your Xbox. So you could play it, like, on your TV if it was something you wanted to Why play. would they go to the Xbox instead of just the TV, though? Because, you know, somebody doesn't have their Xbox or their PC in the same room as the TV, like me. Mine's okay. upstairs two levels. My TV with my Xbox everything is downstairs two levels. So that way I could just stream it from one place to the other. I mean, that's basically like that NVIDIA Shield kind of was doing that streaming yeah, technology. Steam does that. Steam has like the Steam link and stuff. Mm-hmm. They do that. 
Um, so there, there, are, there are alternatives to that, but yeah, not built into the Xbox, even though the Xbox does have that mirror thing that works with all Windows 10 devices mm-hmm. um, that you can do as well. Yeah. So there's there's at least that, um, which I'm surprised we haven't seen something along those lines. Whereas, I mean, you can stream it's not your very Xbox good. to a PC, but, you know, streaming from your PC to an Xbox, just kind of see what it was like there. Just to satiate that crowd, you know what I'm saying? It's just an app. Sure. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think we'll see, like, a Windows version because once you actually open any sort of a manipulable Windows CE type situation, then you have other concerns where it becomes more your system's being used for other processes that aren't necessary for gaming. And right, 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 right. Yeah, it's just not optimized for it. I mean, that's where, you know, you, you have a PC. <laughs> yep. Uh, and yep. it becomes susceptible to different types of exploits, too. So, uh, what do you think that. of my idea of, like, of the desktop mode? Because that would really open up a lot of other games. Think about Gears Tactics, Age of Empires. Like there are multiple games we could add to the library just by, you know, ensuring that you have a mouse and keyboard. For me, I would never do it because I would never play with a mouse and keyboard except it's age, if it's Age of Empires. Um, you know, a game like that. I'm never I don't know. So he's like, I'll never play it except for this game that's <laughs> widely available. Well, I'm looking at my computer right now, and I'll just come here and I'll play it on my computer because this is sure, know, really available. Maybe but you have my option. I don't want to be sitting in the living room in my living room with like a mouse and a keyboard like this <laughs> in my living room somehow on my 60 inch TV over there, and just like I don't know. It, it doesn't feel natural to play it that way for me. I mean, okay. like I said, that's just my my particular gotcha. opinion. It's I got gotcha. you. Unnatural. Okay. Luke writes into the show. He says, Happy New Year. Stoked to hear the show. Do you have any regrets from last year? And is there anything specific in your gaming goals for 2020 that you would like to share? No regrets. <laughs> That's good. No, you know that that the Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> meme. I gotcha. I'm following with you. I'm with you. Um I don't really have any regrets from last year, to be honest. I mean, I didn't play as much as I wanted. Uh, I didn't play Gears. <laughs> so uh, I'm just a little bit, like, first mission into Gears still. Um, I mean, as far as that goes, like, I, the variety of games was probably my regret. Because when Apex Legends hit, that kind of took a lot of my gaming time that I had, which was already kind of limited. And um, I just, I, I really got sucked into that. Uh, and then I wish kinda... I could love one game as much as you love Apex or, or <laughs> Dev Loves Destiny. I can't imagine playing one game for a year. Didn't you play like Breath of the Wild for a yeah, year? Yeah, me neither. Not a year. <laughs> That's crazy. I beat Breath of the Wild a month after it released. <laughs> it took me 31 days to beat Breath of the Wild. You've been playing Apex Legend for nine months, like exclusively. <laughs> You know, when when it's true love... Um... I said I, I wasn't being sarcastic. I'm being real. I wish I could love a game that much and just, just turn off blinders to everything else and just play this one game. Well, I mean, it also helps because it's like, no... You're not really spending money to play it. I mean, it kind of keeps you from spending money on other things, in a way. Sure. Um, I don't... I'm just like, if I play any game for maybe longer than five hours outside of extreme circumstances... I just need to play something else. I just get bored. I'm like, all right, now I need to play something. I just need to change it up a little. Well, I'm usually more of the guy that kind of encapsulates games together. So, like, I don't, like, I don't jump around much. Like, when I'm in a game, mm-hmm. I'm usually in it until I'm done. 
and when when it, when you play a game that has no ending, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're very very different. I think that's like my addiction with Game Pass is I can always change the channel. Like at any moment, I can just grab the next game, grab the next game, grab the next game, and keep playing. Four hundred and ten yeah. hours I've put into that game. Yeah, I've I've beaten Breath of the Wild twice, and I don't have that many hours. I think I'm at like three hundred and ten. I've beaten Breath of the Wild twice, and you've played Apex more than that. So, back to Luke's wow. question. <laughs> My regret is I put 410 hours into Apex Legends. <coughs> How many um, days of your life is that? <laughs> well, what's 410 divided by 24? Um, it's, it's definitely like a good game. It's high quality. I was surprised that I've put that much time into it. I haven't looked in that hour count for a while, so... Yeah, thanks, Luke. That was my that's my regret. <laughs> what was his other part of the question? What's that? Two and a half weeks straight Apex. That's like sleep, you know. Like that's so much life better. I mean, I feel the same way. I got that. Was that Nintendo does that recap of your entire 17 year? Seventeen days, almost eighteen days. <laughs> that's what I just said. Two and a half weeks. Why that's... does no? One... I'm smart. I know stuff. <laughs> The other half of the question was, do you have any specific goals for 2020? Uh, less Apex. How about that's we do? a good goal. I think that's... <laughs> um, we have an Apex intervention. So I think one thing that uh, I, I do want to do this year, um, aside from playing less Apex, is just kind of exploring more in the indie titles that you can get on Game Pass, because... You know, I've never really been much of an indie guy, but I know, Donnie, you are. You found some really good gems out there. Um, but I do kind of want to get into some more of those and, and see what else is out there. And, and Mo, you... Tunic, you've, baby. Yeah, you, Tunic. You, you guys are both indie guys. So for me, mm-hmm. it, it's indie. usually like I'm a AAA kind of guy only, except for, you know, when I find those diamonds in the rough. So uh, I do kind of want to spread my wings a little bit and see what else is out there. I base my decisions off price and box art. I've played a lot of games because the box art looked good. That's good, yeah. yeah. I think that's, uh, I've always said this, but every time that anybody brings up box art, it's the only thing I really have to, to say. I think that's why I love horror movies so much. I think, like, young me was walking through Blockbuster, and the box art for horror movies is just so much better than other movies. Like, yep. it's without question, it's better box art. And yep. I was just like, oh, this looks great, and I'd watch it. And, oh, this looks great, and I'd watch it. I think that's that's how that happened. Yep. Uh, so, all right, so Coach, do you have any regrets from 2019, and do you? What are your gaming goals for 2020? Um, I think my biggest regret from 2019 was having a PlayStation 4, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying that to be mean. Um, I'm really not. Please hear me out. We we kept the PS4 because Spider-Man was coming and God of War, and. Um, if you remember back like four years ago, I was the only one who called the God of War theme correctly. I said it's going to be him again, and it's going to be him doing his thing, being all Norrissey. And I, I've always enjoyed God of War, right? I was saying it's, you know, I love Kratos, and I loved 1, 2, and 3, and I played the remake of 3 on the PS3 and the PS4. Yeah, I think four, yeah. they remastered it twice. Um, and I loved I loved those games, and I enjoyed the mythology and the things they were they were doing. Um, and I love superheroes, so like I, those are two games I should have enjoyed. But I kept it, and if I would have traded it in when I originally wanted to, instead of keeping it, and that was like towards like almost like January, February of 2019, I would have 
learned what I liked about the PS4 sooner. And I think that would have been better for, I needed that lesson. The, the six months we didn't have that system, I kept being like, Oh, Dan's playing. Oh, but he's, he's on the PS4. Okay. Oh, this guy's playing or this person's playing, but they're they're on the, they're on PS4. You don't have to worry about that with Mimo. (laughs) Thanks brother. (laughs) And like, I just kind of realized, like, the reason I have all the systems is because I have friends who are on different systems, and gaming, for me, is a way to connect with my friends. It's the way to play games with people I care about and to spend that time with them, and I feel like I needed to realize that that connection. So that is the one thing that I, I do regret, because I needed to learn it, to respect it. Like, I kind of lost sight of that. Um, my gaming goal for 2020 actually has already started. Um I wanted to tell Xbox thank you for giving me something that I've never been good with. Um, as somebody who, like Donnie, has gone through a, a different upbringing as a child and, and had a different version of a family, as somebody who's never been really good at having just the open conversations and making like real friends, I've always been good at making acquaintances, but having like people you would run through fire for, or take a bullet for, like I don't have a lot of those. Um, but the Xbox is giving me a family. It it gave me Nate and, and Dan and Josh and, and, and Brian and Ray and, and, and Donnie and Kevin and Dev and all these people that I've I'm only I only know them because of Xbox, right? And they're such a huge part of my life. And I know like when things are really hard and I'm I'm hurting and struggling, I can call and talk to them. Um, I know that you know I can talk about uh, sports and 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 stuff with with all of them, and and I have these relationships. So I wanted to pay Xbox back, and so I started praying, how can I do that? Well, they already get my money, so what else can I give them? So I I signed up, and I'm now an Xbox ambassador, and I've been on their discussion boards offering help, and I've been going through and doing their when people have questions and going through and answering them. Uh, so far, I've answered and actually gotten people who were like, he answered it correctly because they actually monitor that. Um, I've answered 22 correctly so far this year. And that's just been something I do in the mornings. Um, I get up at 3.30 and I spend 30 minutes going through and answering questions and helping people out before I go to the weight room at 4. So that's been my my thing is I wanted to let Xbox know how thankful I am for them by doing something actually for them. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Nice. Man, I gotta follow that up. I, my my answer is gonna be so bad. Um, the game that I regretted buying the most was Man of Medan. Having played Until Dawn, I was so excited for Man of Medan. One hundred percent sure I was gonna love it. It's gonna be my favorite games, and it couldn't be worse. Like that was the one that I have most buyer's remorse for. I um, played it with my wife, just like we did Until Dawn. I've already said it, so I won't like regurgitate it all. But we sat down, we played it for about two and a half hours and my wife turned to me and she was like this is not fun can we stop playing this and uh, and i agreed like she was spot on we were right there lockstep it was not fun we we're not having fun so we, we turned it off can you call a like a game pass game a regret you spent like time you, on it after party was kind of a letdown i i was really really excited for that one and um it didn't stick with me like I like I thought it would in terms of um, like how how the characters traveled around from quest to quest. It just kind of felt very backtracky and um, I don't know, tedious might be too far, but just a little more like involved in that regards in terms of navigation, finding all the people and everything. I, mean, I found myself walking in circles more than you know actually 
doing stuff in Blair Witch. Talk about a game I would wanted to really love. I wanted to love Blair Witch so much. That is just not like to the standard of, of 2019 video games. It's just not very, very good. And I, I feel bad because I know it's indie. You know, so you don't want to like come and crush them. And they were trying to be AAA. You know, was, that was the, I think that might be the issue that they were, they were indie trying to be AAA. Um, maybe trying to pull off you know, some sort of like Hellblade type thing. And it just didn't click for me. And I was not having as much fun with that. Um, I, I was thinking like maybe if it was more stylized, um, something like that, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I was thinking like Firewatch, very similar game, right? Love Firewatch so much more. Blair Witch, not as much. The story, character is just kind of bad. Um, my gaming goal for 2020 is, and I don't feel like this is that much of a goal, to be honest with you, but um, I think we we talk about it probably every year. I think everybody at PSVG probably goes through a phase where they feel like this. It can, at times, feel hard to keep up with everything. There's so many games to play, and, and you want to sound current because you're on a podcast. You know, you want to owe it to the listeners. Um, I've had a few games for a while now that I want to replay, and uh, I do this about every year. I, I'll go through three or four or five games that I've already beaten before, and I have several of those on Xbox, and I would like to replay them. So as we start to, like, get through 2020 and we start to experience some lulls, uh, my goal is to make some time to go through some games. Like, I want to replay Life is Strange um, 1 and 2, um, or, I mean, 1 and Before the Storm, just because it's been years, and and, and I never played them on Xbox. I don't have achievements for any of those, but because I, I played, I started Life is Strange on PlayStation, and then I moved over to Xbox. So I'd like to replay those. I want to replay Far Cry 5, um, just because I loved it so much, and it's been a minute since I've gotten into it, so I think I can get back in and do all the quests again without it feeling so, you know, so 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 new and so fresh in my brain. Probably forgotten half of it, so I'll probably feel like playing it all over again. Um, so that's that's kind of what I'm looking to do. I want to kind of replay some stuff, Mike. Um, you know, maybe getting some early gen stuff like Rise or uh, Sunset Overdrive, Rise. something like that. So then that's kind of what I want to do. That's kind of my goals, just to get back into that, not feel the need, you know, to constantly hit the microphone every week with I'm playing the most latest and greatest release and here's what I think about it. It might just come to be like, I'm playing Far Cry 5 and uh, these other games can wait. <laughs> I like it. Good. Good question, Mr. Luke Lord. I'm That's just it. sad. I'm just sad you mentioned the least of the Far Cry games. So I tried to play Primal. I love Primal so much. Primal's not good if you didn't play it like when it came out. Oh, Primal's so good. So if you started with Far Cry Five and Far Cry Five was your epitome of Far Cry games, and then you go to Primal, it's hard to go backwards. Yeah, it's not great. It, it looks so well. It doesn't look good. Like no, but when it came out, it was, whew, that was really. Because it oh kind of looks last genny. Like I think Far Cry no. Four looks better. Than Primal. It came out what 2014. I don't that I don't remember. But I bought uh, both. I bought you that. that? I, I bought yeah. both and I tried to go play them. But uh, Primal, first and foremost, visuals. I was like, this needs an update or a remaster. They they should patch it. It's not that it's it's just kind of blurry and edgy. Uh-huh. Um, and then my biggest issue with Primal was the actually wasn't. You were right. I was digging the story. So like that, you're not yeah is, I was digging ooh. the story 
Um, my biggest issue with it was like the menus and then like the buttons and like the quick commands, everything you like combo together, hold the trigger, hit the B button, you know, like all of that was streamlined and intuitive in Far Cry five. It's like they perfected it in five for me to go back. I was like, Oh, this is, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Did you ever, did you ever get to, uh, the Rihanna S sun goddess? Okay. It's been a year and a half, man. I don't remember. May have been the most insane moment I've ever had in a video game because I was like, oh my goodness, like you are awesome and you're trying to murder me, but your best intro ever, like for a villain. Oh my goodness, I love that part. Like I think so. Yeah. She was such a bamf. Just but Far Cry Five is my favorite one of my favorite games generation, favorite game of the decade. I've never played a Far Cry I didn't enjoy, so you're not. I'm not just messing with you because I love Primal uh, so much. I'm I'm excited to replay it. It looks so good on X, and it's so beautiful, and it's just, man, it really did it for me. I mean, you guys know this. I feel like I'm saying stuff everybody already knows, but man, I really fell into the game, and I kind of want to fall into it again, and just go hide away and play it for a weekend. I don't even have to beat it again, but just just go get lost in it for ten hours. Nice. Well, gentlemen. I think we've come to the close of this month's episode. Mo, thank you for taking some time and joining us over on the Empire. Thank you. I actually had something to say before we left. Uh, okay. The time has passed. I'm sorry. It's going to be very small. <laughs> it's going to be very small. All right, folks. Um, recently, there was an award show from PSVG, and I could not bring myself to be on it. See, we do this whole thing where there's voting and we, we rise up for things. But Madden 20 won Sports Game of the Year, and it's not the Sports Game of the Year. It's FIFA. FIFA demolished it. It's not even close. Madden has, like, two features that are even worth mentioning, and FIFA continues to be the better game. And sadly, my cohorts didn't vote for it, and I just couldn't do it. So I just want to mention real quick, I love PSVG. I wasn't on the show because of an ethical standing that I just couldn't get around. And (laughs) FIFA 20 differences. our game of the year. And I just want to continue to to say that from their mouth now because it actually changes things in the gameplay, and it's so smooth and silky and wonderful. And I love you, FIFA, even though I spend 100-plus hours in Madden every year. Okay, that's all. Well, thank you, Mo, again, for joining us. <laughs> but uh, appreciate you taking some time and, and hitting the weights late, early, whatever you did, and then joined us over here on the uh, the, uh, the stream. Donnie, thank you, as always, for joining. Uh, any final thoughts for this month, buddy? No, man, I'm good. Very good. Uh, uh, where can people find you guys on, on, on the tweets? You can find me at FIFA20 should have won. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, it'd be hilarious if you actually paid to change all of your usernames to that. It's like I spent thirty dollars on PSN and Xbox and everything to do this. And uh, I'm playing Nintendo on all systems and consoles and services, uh, including PC. Got a new gaming rig PC, so I'm, I'm playing some. I got the Xbox app. I've got the the Epic app, Steam. I'm doing I'm doing the thing. So I'm be playing a bunch of new games. I got the VR. Got the Oculus stuff that I'm doing. It's super fun, super awesome. So you can find me on all of that stuff playing Nintendo. Remember, there's no G. There ain't no G's playing Nintendo. That's right. And you can find me at Voiced by Nathan on the Twitter, Spider Jedi, most everywhere else. And uh, the show is at the Xbox Empire. 
So feel free to stop by, say hello, say goodbye, whatever you want to do. Just say that uh, FIFA 20 should have won. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode for January 2020, the first show of the year of the new decade. Uh, and we thank you for taking some time out of your day to listen to our Xbox Empire. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. And the state of the Xbox Empire has never been stronger. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.